So, hi, I'm Tom Evans. Um, it's been quite a while now since I've done what I'd call a, a proper podcast. I've moved house unexpectedly. I had some knee surgery this year, which we'll talk about in this podcast. And I'm absolutely delighted to be speaking with one of life's polymaths, Mary Zanuto. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Soulways podcast. Tom, it's a pleasure to be here and an honour, of course. Now, we've not known each other that long, have we? I, I can tell you exactly when I when I met you. Uh, was because I went to the Swallowcliff, the new village we live in, the Swallowcliff Village um, barbecue, and I met this guy called Nick, who saw me hobbling around, and he said, uh, "Oh, you should go and see this surgeon that, that I had my partial knee resurfacing done." I'm going to, he said, "I'm going to play cricket for the first time tomorrow." He said, so I got the next day, which was a Sunday. I got in touch with um, Prof Barrett, and they called me on the Monday to get an appointment, and I also got in touch with you, and you got straight back in touch. There was something that just connected. Us. And you've been working with, um, in, in that, in, in that, that environment for many, many years, but you've also got many other strings to your bow. And now you're also starting on a new journey. And actually we've, um, we've bonded and, uh, with a little bit of tutelage from me, you're now flying solo and creating insight, time and meditations all by yourself, which I'm really proud of. And I've got to say that they're really, really entertaining. We'll just play one at the end of this, uh, podcast. Um, and I, I don't think they're meditations. I think they're called midi tales because your storytelling capability is uh, just second to none. So tell us, Mary, what, how would you describe yourself now? Because you've got so many qualifications. I don't think we've got time to fit them all into a 30 minute podcast. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's been, um, it's been an insightful journey, really. Um, I, I, I do love learning and I do love caring. And, uh, so I guess my background is very much from a sort of like, a, a clinical and a medical point of view. And, uh, I have been, uh, or I have been working in a, in a, in a clinical setting for just over 25 years, which enabled me to, to learn so much about the human body and the human mind as well, uh, but mainly at that stage of the human body. And my um, my groove, if you will, was working in um, the uh, operating theatre or the OR, the operating rooms, and which enabled me to really dive in into the um, the, the different fabrics, if you will, of the human body, because I was blessed with being involved with some of the best surgeons uh, globally. Um, that led me to uh, specialise um, into um, the field of orthopaedics and joints. And um, I kind of specialised in that kind of area for the past probably 15 years and um again it's kind of allowed me to work with some of the best surgeons and to collaborate um with one of them which is of course professor david barrett and um that was really really insightful and that led me then to um wanting to explore more and that led me to the rehabilitation of the human body with slightly different techniques, if you will, that a physiotherapy would use and slightly different equipment, a very much kind of Pilates and yoga based. Uh, and um, from from then, I started to um, work with athletes, injured athletes, and that gave me 
a really big understanding on how the mindset kind of works on the rehabilitation of things. And um, so I really wanted to sort of dive into the uh, the beautiful sort of universe of the mind and I uh, became I, I did a master's degree in um, uh, sport uh, psychology or high performance psychology um, and that gave me the tools if you will to explore that and uh, to enable me to take my sort of my journey a little bit further so um and that's where I'm at uh, right now so it's very much about mindset and uh, high performance and how I can help people navigate their challenges and their adversities um by uh, giving them some uh, tools to um to 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 sort of well to get to the point where they want to be wonderful well, there's two things we kind of explore on the soul waves podcast so one is when we connected that was our soul waves entwining and we just instantly hit it off which was just uh amazing but also we we explore the soulful path you know that what path took you so thank you for the last 25 years but what what brought this girl i think you were born at, on the outskirts of venice what brought that girl into the caring and the healing profession was, was that something you've always had since you were a child Yes, yeah, so there's there's always been a very sort of like empathic, compassionate, caring uh, uh, sort of soul within me since a very, very early age, uh, to be honest. And I have early memories of me age eight, I think it was, um, walking around with a little plastic red uh, nurse kind of box with a white <laughs> with a white cross and a stethoscope. And I, I used to walk around uh, pretending that I was a doctor. Um, and uh, I didn't. I didn't make as far as a doctor, um, but uh, the 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 caring side of me was always there. And um, because I came to the UK, I, barely, I was only eighteen, and I couldn't really speak English. There was an element of learning, obviously, a new language and everything else. And when I realised that actually my place to be was going to be the UK for a very long time. Um, I I kind of embarked or I had I took the right opportunities I guess at the right time and I started to um to work in a nursing profession. Uh but of course as I said, you know, is uh, I needed to um to learn the language first before I embarked into that kind of journey. Well that's I guess that's two languages, the English language but also the language of the operating theatre because you did quite an unusual uh, training didn't you? it was quite new at the time uh, absolutely so so when you sort of like so you first learn the languages in kind of like the, the english language mm-hmm. but then when you enter this sort of like the medical world it is like learning again a totally different language um because there's loads of abbreviations and 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 sort of sentences that you wouldn't really use um on a daily basis yeah. So do you think then the medical world, the allopathic world is embracing now the, the, the world of meditation and mindfulness and mindset? Is that, uh, something which is, is, is happening or is it a, an early stage? I think, I think it's, it's definitely happening and I think there is definitely more awareness about it. Um, but yes, we are still at the early stage. There's still, 
there's still an element, a vibration of, of, of clinical overload, if you will. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely an understanding. And there are many studies um, that show, uh, for example, about the, um, the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the earliest studies that uh, many people still refer to nowadays is um, a study that was done um, uh, regarding, um, funnily enough, uh, knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was uh, a surgeon decided to do an arthroscopy to the patient. Uh, so they're all presented with the same symptoms. And he did, uh, uh, 50% of the patients, actually, he did what is called a meniscectomy, and, 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 and that was it. And the other 50% all he did, he actually went in with a scope, but that was it. He just had a look around, and then he came out. So no intervention as such was done, apart from the scope going in. But both uh, patients were under general anesthesia. So obviously the patient didn't really know what happened. And uh, what's interesting is that the 50% that actually had the intervention but nothing was actually clinically done, the still the outcome was exactly the same. Um, and they actually felt that their condition improved um, even though nothing was done. So that's the placebo effect. And that is just an understanding on how powerful the mind is actually and uh, uh so the, you know more attention is to be paid on that yeah and i've been listening to your meditations on insight time your first one helped me a lot it's called walking walking well uh and you know this idea that um that the way that we perceive ourselves is the way that we our bodies uh are reflected into the world you know so if you think that you're a cripple as i was thinking before i had my my surgery that's how what i look like and 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 a different persona gets presented to the world and do, do you think that that persona tends to stick you know so it, over time it's kind of it bonds and actually you can get into this position where the dis-ease roots itself in you oh absolutely and um Again, dare I say, I'm, I'm, I'm a really good example of that myself. So I, I, I spent a lot of years doing, um, uh, Pilates yoga and gyrotonic and all combined together is called Garuda. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a method of movement, which is really interesting. And when I first started practicing this myself, I was very hunched forward. So much so that my uh, ex-boyfriend used to joke about the fact that I would need to iron my shirt with a wok underneath it because <laughs> I was so hunched over. <laughs> and um, and now I'm really upright. And actually, people do think I'm a dancer, which is extraordinary, if you will, because um, only only recently I met my uh, my ex-boyfriend which is a very dear friend of mine and he says oh my god you know what happened to you you're so upright and and so elegant and I remember you when you were so hunched over needing a walk to iron your shirts and you know it's until he actually said that and I thought 
actually, you're right. Maybe I've forgotten about that. Maybe you're, just leaning, you're leaning over too many patients on the operating table. Well, exactly. <laughs> but there is an element of, you know, you can actually train your body to be upright and having that awareness that you are hunched over, having that awareness that you have some tension in your body, having that awareness of, you know, the stress that you're carrying is really, really important because you can do something about it mm-hmm. um, by keeping yourself upright a little bit more, by trying to walk well, um, you know, in, in, in a way that we can go by our day so deep into our thoughts that you totally forget that actually by taking your shoulders back a little bit more, by lifting up your chest a little bit more and lifting up your chin, you can really do so much goodness for your body and for your mind. Well, listen, let's listen to a sample of uh, Walking Well. Uh, This is just 30 seconds or so of the meditation people can find on Insight Timer. I was once promenading by the sea and my vision was captivated by this striking woman in front of me. Her energy was compelling. She walked with confidence and graciousness. She had long grey hair which she wore with pride and sheer long linen skirt was dancing with her body and the breeze with every step she took. She looked so tall and composed. When she turned, I realized that what I thought was a lady in her 40s was in fact a lady in her 90s. Her secret? Walking well every day. So um, amazing. Uh, I love the sound. I love the lyrical uh, nature of your, your storytelling. But you've also got other content that uh is is being produced right now you've got courses on uh healing uh and also a very exciting uh initiative to help um help women in the change as it's called or whatever it's got many many words so could you tell us a little bit about um where you're going to take your career next what your plans are yeah sure well at um what i would like to do is um uh i'm i'm having experienced the sort of like the perimenopause and menopause myself and having dealt a very challenging, having been dealt a very challenging card, if you will, I, um, I really feel the need to share this with other women. Um, I mean, I know that right now the uh, the menopause is being highlighted even in the press, and I think it's wonderful um, this to, to create again this awareness. Um, but I think there really is the need to for a better understanding, um, and you know, to to give women an understanding that even if they took the choice of HRT to help them with this journey, there is fundamentally, there's still an element of growth and evolution. And there is still an element of understanding one's body, one's feelings, one's emotions. And, uh, and subsequently, you know, there, 
with this kind of growth, there comes a lot of adversity that a woman is being faced with. And I would like to to hold this space for them, if you will, and actually give them some tools and techniques that I actually personally use with my elite athletes as well to give them the grit and the sort of the confidence to go ahead and, and, and move forward. From my experience, what I've found uh, going through the perimenopause and, and, and menopause was actually quite a lot of confusion. And um, yes, there's, there's been other women telling me there is light at the end of the tunnel, but that doesn't really help me or it didn't really help me. What perhaps it would have helped me more, it would have been a sort of like um, a kind of a step-by-step guide of it's okay not to be okay. And, you know, you may experience this and this is okay. And this is what you can do about it. And um, that, that I didn't, I didn't find that with, with, with any of the help that is, that is out there. So for those that might be listening to this, that don't know what the menopause is or the difference between a peri menopause and a menopause, what would you say that is someone because you can there's you were talking earlier that we, we can um address this in children as well just by changing the state of minds of, of people at a very young age that are nowhere near menopause yeah so basically the perimenopause is where um it, it is 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 the sort of like is when you open the door to that journey of entering the menopause. So mm-hmm. you 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 kind of your body opens up that door, um, and it does vary from women to women. But say it could happen as early as as forty, or even yeah. you know forty forty five. And what happens is the hormones begin to um, to go down a little bit. They, they they sort of like start to fluctuate a little bit. And, um, and then eventually you hit the menopause and, you know, they, they, they basically go down and down and down and down and down, unless obviously you take, um, uh, HRT, uh, which is a hormonal replacement therapy, um, which has been shown that, uh, is really helpful and is very much supported by the, um, uh, British, uh, British Medical Association as well. So, um, that's what the perimenopause is, and, and a lot of women find themselves, you know, between the age of 40, 45, and 50, not really understanding why they feel a certain way. And, um, and that is why. And, uh, you know, uh, I wish there was more awareness of that. Then, of course, you hit the menopause when I suppose the bleeding stop. So until the bleeding stop completely, you're not called menopausal, you're called perimenopausal. Then the bleeding stops, you're menopausal. And then, you know, it, it, it hits you even a little bit harder because the, 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 the hormones are having the last shout, if you will. They're just shouting, I'm going, I'm here, I'm going, I'm here, I'm going, I'm letting you go. No, you're not letting me go. This is sort of like, this sort of like relationship of love and hate. Um, if you will. Um, and, uh, so that's what the menopause is. And, uh, regarding the children, um, I'm, I'm really passionate about the younger generation because, um, I do work with the younger generation, uh, for a charity as well. And there is a lot of anxiety and depression amongst themselves. And by, 
by teaching the younger generation sort of like teenage sort of years or even as young as sort of like 10, um, you know, a sort of like a, a mindset to enable them to navigate their life for the future, I think that would be very, very helpful. And one of the things that I, um, that I like to work with is just uh, something as easy as, you know, what is, what are you all about? Who are you? And, uh, the personal identity is something that, um, could be better understood at a younger age going forward. And even though it's something that changes over time, especially when you are hitting the perimenopause and menopause, um, revisiting that sort of mindset that you've been taught at a younger age can, can take you from A to B in a little bit more compassionate way. Lovely. You talk about the perimenopause and menopause. What would a merry menopause look like? The merry menopause, what would look like? It would look, it would look kind of fun. There would be loads of curiosity in it. And so loads of stripping the the fabric layers within you, but from a curiosity point of view, even though there's going to be a, a soulful journey, if you will, with that, if you add the element of curiosity um it would make the journey a little bit more fun and you know sort of laugh about it and because some minutes you will see life in under under a certain lens through a certain lens but i guarantee that the next minute if you look at it through the lens of curiosity you can see the same life under a different lens and as long as you can laugh about it, I think the journey will be a, a much more compassionate one. Wow. So it strikes me that this um this girl that was walking around the hills of Venice with the 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 box with the red cross on it uh was almost designed for doing the stuff that you're doing now and also all the other training you've done, the study, the the years of graft have brought you to this wonderful place right now where you can bring uh, this curiosity to something which is afflicting so many people. Absolutely. And, you know, um, research does show as well, um, you know, curiosity, it, it is the antidote to anxiety and to many other things that we experience. And it's no mistake why in the meditation world or some of the Buddhist teaching, they always invite you to sort of sit with your thoughts and be curious about it. Um, so there is a, there is a great, uh, great way it goes into that. And what about as men, do, do men go through a similar hormonal change? Yeah, with men, it's, um, uh, I mean, you know, the, the, there is obviously the, the sort of like the reduction of testosterone that once goes through as well. Yeah. And uh, so with that, the man experienced many different changes as well. And again, some men chooses to to sort of to have some um, uh, testosterone, uh, um, you know, other orally or via gel to actually keep them uh, kind of more stable. 
So by any means, of course, the, the, the men goes through the same thing. Um, I don't really know much about so rather the, the, the male physiology of it, but again, research does show that um, even though, you know, you men don't have uh, estrogen or progesterone, um, there are many other elements that uh, you you sort of you have, and by lacking of these elements, you go through a similar change. The only difference, I guess, is your your sort of your change is not so kind of emotionally driven, like you know the, the women's changes. You know, we have to sort of understand the difference between crying all day long or being irritable all day long mm-hmm. because that's the difference between progesterone and estrogen if you will um but nevertheless there is there is still an element of evolvement evolving that a man needs to go through and will go through some people used to call that midlife midlife crisis which um i guess you know it is true you know the man goes through that midlife crisis and um and a wise man will take that further and and actually really look at his life and actually move forward in a way that he perhaps would never dream of well mary you brought certainly a lot of merriness into into my world of the recent months and i know that um you're doing that on insight timer with many many people with your your merry tales the many tales um where's the best place for people who are interested in um being curious to find you and to go on this journey with you i guess probably the best place would be my website which is uh, maryzanuto.com and that's spelled M-E-R-Y-Z-A-N-U-T-T-O dot com. And you can learn a little bit more about, about me in the, in, in the website. And uh, there is a, a sort of you could connect with me by, by email. Yeah, so that's probably the best, uh, the, the best place. And then within that website, there are links to other platforms, including, you know, the, the usual platforms that everyone uses. Fantastic. Yeah, and Insight Time is very easy. You just add insighttimer.com slash Mary Zanuto and you'll find your wonderful tales on there, which I know are expanding uh, as we speak. So Mary, it's been such a delight to talk to you and uh, and thanks for um, helping me get back in the saddle uh, with the Soulways podcast. I've got some amazing guests lined up over the next uh, few months. Um, it's just been a joy and I hope this is the first of many, many conversations. Tom, it was great fun and always an honor talking to you. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you.